Hear that intro song, and I just—I want to sing along with it. I want to sing along with the melody. You are not allowed to. <laughs> not the no. Intro. There's no singing. No singing. <laughs> you can sing on the way out. You know, at, at some point there was no bagels coming too. It's true. But let me well, tell you I something. Bagels. I got bagels. Boy, how are you doing, Jared? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm doing good, except for I did get bagels. Mm-hmm. I got bagels. I flew back. New from, York City bagels. Yeah. Yeah, from the source. <laughs> I flew back on Friday afternoon, got here at like, you know, got back to my ship about two in the afternoon. Had enough time to get in my truck. Luckily, battery, if you leave it for two weeks, doesn't yeah, start. Sticky. Yeah, one week, you can still do it. <laughs> Eight days, cutting it close. Um, got some groceries and just hunkered down for all the that snow. Snowstorm. Holy shit, dude. Did it fucking snow, man? Came down good, man. About a foot. Yeah. Around these parts, that's a lot. Fell over the I nice three day weekend, though. So it was perfect timing. Not bad at the it. Whole, the, whole, the whole thing through. Perfect timing. <laughs> but I brought back some bagels. You smuggled bagels back? I smuggled bagels. Manhattan. I got Kaiser rolls and one black and white cookie. Mm. And I gave. Uh, a bagel drop and Kaiser roll drop to Darcy <laughs> and I gave uh, her the drop to keep in the freezer for my friend Dara our friend Dara um, and she gets a black and white cookie too and then I had a few extra bagels now I already had two breakfasts since I've been back with a, ba- with a bagel New York bagels New York bagel yeah. scrambled eggs bacon uh, some just, just a plain bagel just like plain bagel yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. classic Dude, you walked in one time when we were in South Fountain, and uh, I was making a bagel sandwich, and I was like, you want a bagel sandwich? You were like, yeah. Yeah, I want a bagel sandwich. Yes, and then when I put the bagel right in the, the green. bacon grease? Yeah. Because you're a goddamn professional. Yeah, I just yeah. remember really liking you at this moment. When you step back, you're like, yeah, you just put it in the grease, man. That's it. Put everything in the okay. bacon grease. Yeah, put everything. The eggs get cooked in the bacon grease. Dude, everything. the sandwiches were great. The problem is, the problem came last night because it got warmer out. Now, I was using the snow as somewhat of a freezer. Oh, yeah. The rats came and ate my Oh, these fucking rats. The first time I seen them, like, all winter. Yeah. And I left them outside. They were they were there for the taking. And those fucking things know when New York bagels oh, show up. dude, they knew the mother load had arrived on the New York bagels. I can't get mad. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You enjoyed them. Can't get mad at that. There's some in the freezer still. For Darcy. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But maybe I'll peel off a half. (laughs) Peel off a hemisphere. (laughs) What is it about the New York bagels? They say it's the water. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Boil them in the the Hudson or what? Yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea. I know that on Long Island, the water caused a lot of breast cancer. Oh, shit. (laughs) So maybe that goes with good bagels. Good bagels. You know what I'm saying? Shape the same. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> missing in, a, in a two-dimensional <laughs> sort of way. Wow, shows off to a great start. Yeah, it is still Black History Month. This is the last week of Black History Month. Yes, and in keeping with that, today we're going to talk about 
Whitney Houston, second album. The Goddess. The Voice, if you the will. Voice. The Voice. The so Voice. We could say The Voice. You may think it's a TV show on with with washed up celebrities. No, her no. her estate. She was fucking... around before The Voice. She yeah, is The Voice. Paid. Holy shit, dude! This album. Okay, first album. What's it called? Whitney Houston. All right. Yeah. Pretty straight down the barrel. <laughs> Coming at you. We're about to I launch believe. this fucking talent. That that album took two years to make, yeah. and Whitney got signed. She's singing in a club, and someone told someone, "You need to come down and see this lady." They told Clive Owens exactly. No, not Clive <laughs> yeah. Owens. He's no, an no. actor. Ooh, Clive, no, no. Clive, Clive Owens. Clive, Clive Davis. <laughs> and Clive Owens told Clive Davis, "You better Cli- get your ass down there." <laughs> Clive Barker it was on the outskirts. He didn't have all the, the yeah. All the Clives were there, and they were they were like, "Yep." Right there. Yep. That's a, the dumbest, yeah, the easiest yeah. decision. We're going to put made this lady through the roof, and she Dude. fucking went through the roof. At 19. Yeah, so young. She's only 24 when she makes this record, her second album. Well, she's like 23 into 24 yeah, making yeah. this album. It comes out when she's like 24. She's young and yeah, young. Still just exhibiting queen like abilities. The poise. Do you, and do you think it's because of her lineage? Oh, yeah, we're going to get into that. Her mom's Sissy Houston, yeah. who makes an appearance on this record. She's on this She's on this record. Her auntie, Dion Warwick, yeah, also on the charts in 87. She was doing That's oh, What Friends Are yeah. For with uh, this before yeah. the Psychic Friends hotline. I, there's Dee Dee Warwick, Warwick. There's Dion Warwick. They're sisters. Mm-hmm. They're related to Whitney. I think sisters of Sissy. Mm-hmm. Whitney singing ass sisters right there. Yeah, and Whitney and and what uh, Sissy sang with Elvis. Oh um, shit! Guy, I don't you think know, I knew that. Whole bunch working, backup singing for a whole bunch of folks. Um, plus, you just know is killing it in the church. Mm. Just some of the probably go back in time, go to whatever church they were going to when Sissy is singing, and then ultimately when Whitney comes through and starts singing with Sissy. Didi and Dion coming in for a fucking session. Are you kidding me on a Sunday afternoon? If you can't get the Holy Ghost off of that, yeah, there's no help for you. Choke You're going the ghost. to hell. <laughs> That's yeah. it. This album was a killer, man. 20 million worldwide, half of those in the United States. Yeah. So yeah. You, That's diamond right there. I don't think we've covered an album yet that has gone this huge. Do we cover any diamond albums? I don't know. We've, no, we've tape. never said diamond. Wow. We've never said diamond on here. I, I think even just joking around, I don't think we no. Diamond's just Why not a funny we? word. No. She's not fucking around with going diamond. <laughs> I, this, we're of a certain age, Chris. I remember this album and, and these singles um, very much so. <laughs> yeah. Like, this yeah, is ingrained yeah. into me. Baked I, in. Baked I remember in. just being stoked on it, too, at the time. I, I listen to this record, and it makes me think of that, it, what, what, May of 1987? I remember when this record came out. I remember the first record came out a little bit, but this one was really the one where I was like, oh, yeah, right, Whitney Houston. I can think exactly back to just like being in the schoolyard with uh, Jennifer McGillis. Where were you when? Oh, my God, on the schoolyard. uh, Central Elementary, Ferguson, Missouri. (laughs) Kelly's younger sister. Kelly, What? Kelly McGillis. Who's Kelly McGillis? Who's in Top Gun? Oh, Kelly McGinnis was the girl I went to school with. Sorry. Oh, did I say McGinnis. Kelly McGillis? I don't know, man. I think I did. It's Freudian. 
But Kelly McGinnis, that was like one of my first real girlfriends. But like in that way that only you could have like a girlfriend in the fourth grade, you know. Yeah. She was a girl and she was Quite honestly, the the best arrangement. It's some of the most pure relationships you're ever going to have. You're not sleeping over. Nah. That doesn't even get involved with it. And, uh. Oh my God. And she was, she was gorgeous for fourth grade. You know, she was was tall. Like I. Taller than you. Yeah, oh, and well, yeah, because the girls shot up in fourth, fifth grade. They did. You know, they got a yeah, little taller than everybody, but Kelly, oh my goodness, and she was, uh, oh, she my was tall. Oh my goodness, she was tall, and she, I, I, I've always thought maybe she grew up to be uh, Aisha Tyler, like <laughs> she. To me, like I see Aisha Tyler, and I'm like, I bet you that's what <laughs> Kelly McGinnis looks like now. She was, she was, uh, she was something else, and we had yeah. we had a, we, had a, we had a special thing because uh, we were so open minded and. Uh, cool mm-hmm. that uh she would call me the n-word and i would call her a honky and weren't we the bucking, old switcheroo weren't, weren't we bucking the system yep weren't we yep. transcending yeah but, you were in fourth grade yeah. you absolutely were talking about whitney houston really this came oh, up well yeah because people would bring radios on the bus if you're sitting by Kelly McGinnis on the bus and the and she's got the radio on, you listen. This is another episode of Listening to Music with Girls by Jared Britt. Hundred <laughs> percent. Girls probably account for a good fifty percent of my musical taste. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. I. You know what? I, I'm. I'm going to say my influence from my older sister is a good twenty five right there. You know that feminine influence in your life. You do because, in a way, they know what rocks without being just bullshit. Yeah, you know. Now they fall for some Motley Crue bullshit kind of shit, and and you know we both have love and hate for Motley Crue. (laughs) Obviously, you came around huge on that Motley Crue episode. So, (laughs) Um, check the tape. (laughs) So um, that that's a I mean that's a a really neat dynamic to listen to music. With the lady, mm-hmm. because it's it's kind of like uh, universally bonding. It is, and you just automatically like, and especially if you're like into this lady, and you're like, oh, she likes this. Well, then I like this. Public this... enemy. Oh, that yeah. was public enemy there for me. My, my girlfriend at the time, Shannon, she was in a public enemy. The whole reason I listened to Depeche Mode, The Cure, and Prince, ladies. <laughs> you know Shannon. Because <laughs> you dated Shannon? Fuck you. <laughs> she had great taste. Not in men, but in music. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and roll this first single yeah, because let's get it. this um, thing's got some energy to it. Yeah. I want to dance with somebody who loves me and listen to those cowbells. The digital cowbells. And there's that 80 synth. Oh, it's deep though. Oh. Where did you just get time travel to? Mm, 1987. Kelly McGinnis, looking good. See, I mean, they basically started the song with like a chorus return. Yeah, yeah that is that is straight from. Uh, uh, what's his name from Chic? Now Rogers. Yes. He said that yes. you have to do that. Like, listen to all their good songs. Good times. That's how that song starts. Right. Get. He produced. Let's dance. How does that song start? Yeah. Let's. Oh, sorry. I mean, I, I, it starts a little like. 
That's what I'm saying. Sorry, Brittany. <laughs> Whitney. Sorry, I just watched the Britney Spears documentary. Last sorry, night. Britney, too. I mean, it, right. it, and it quite honestly Listen. is right on the nose. Let's get serious. <laughs> okay, let's, yeah, let's get serious. We know how this song goes. Let's get serious for a little bit. Whitney Houston is setting this trend of, uh, of young starlet. But it she, really is too, like as far as crossover. Yeah, she's she's bringing genres together and whatnot. Britney Spears, same same category. Where you can you can fight against who sold more and the and, voice. No, she's not the voice. Um, she has she got a great voice though. Fucking mouth. She got a great voice. Great voice. Um, but there's it. I know I know both you and I have been fucking Britney since day one. Please, big fans. The back of my favorite guitar is not one but two Britney Spears stickers. That guitar's name is Britney. Yeah. And you know Britney like Whitney. <laughs> Everybody who came after Whitney loves Whitney. Yes. course you remember this video no with that little pink mini dress oh yep yes you do <laughs> yep <laughs> because there's whitney just all arms and legs like a beautiful gazelle did, okay we've seen i have a type now <laughs> killy mcginnis <laughs> it, it's, it's beauty yeah, you yeah. like beauty whitney houston is oh, hold was on, gorgeous hold on. wait 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 yeah, these yeah. backups Butter. That's why they call her the voice. Like she has all that range, but like there's, it's so clean. Like even so Freddie clean. Mercury gets a little dirt when he goes up there. Yeah. Um, and she can put some stank on him when she wants to. Yeah. But when she soars like that, and it's so fucking clean. Like clean. There's some crazy future all uh, parallel universe project where uh, Bjork and Whitney Houston did a couple <laughs> Bjork's tracks got together. Dirt, though. She's got she's got some dirt for sure. It's raggedy. Can, she she does get raggedy, but it she can be still like rebel it. Beast. Oh yeah. Whitney Whitney. Um, and this is kind of a, a critique from this album or uh, towards this album as well. That was happening when it got released. Uh, not my opinion. Um, is that it's too clean? Mm. It's, I, I don't believe in such a thing. Right. This is the Def Leppard. Yes. Era. Yeah. Also. Oh yeah. Oh. Production is king. Eighty-seven. That's that's uh, that's hysteria. And now you look at all the people that had a hand in making this album. I don't know, about a thousand people. Uh, it, well, there were at least one, two, three, four producers on this. Right, and each producer came with their own crew. And right, their own engineer, yep. their own gaffer. <laughs> Gaffer, oh, Gopher, head butler. Roller. Let me tell you about some of the uh, the producers on this album. Um, That's and good, because this song loses me at the end. <laughs> it's a little mama say, mama sa, mama Oh, no, we're sa. getting there. It's not there yet. Uh, we'll get right? to mama it's, say, mama. There's, right? a, there's a little dialogue between Michael Jackson and Well, and, you know what? Production. It's like... Um, Oh yeah, in '87, it's it's his crown to snatch, or it's it's her crown to snatch from him, and that's her only competition at this point. Yeah, she sings circles around Madonna. Yeah, 
She, it, it, it's not even, it's not even fair. She's such a crossover. I mean, her and Charday really busted the. Uh, <laughs> I love that hard A or hard R you put Charday, in Charday, man. It is nowhere to be seen in that in the spelling. I know that is a Washington thing, right there. No, that's how you say Charday. Look it up. It's Sadai. It's not Sadai. It's Sadai. Anyway, Sadai. Her, her, and Whitney Houston. Sadie, the artist formerly known as Sadie, and Whitney Houston. Broke things open on MTV. I mean, they were yeah, playing Michael yeah, Jackson and yeah. Prince, and that, that was, but like, as far as black ladies getting on MTV, it wasn't happening. Here comes Charday. Charday. She ordered a latte and uh, Whitney, and all of a sudden, I mean, the floodgates. Well, all it takes is a couple people to kick that door open. It doesn't feel like Whitney's kind of the gateway African American woman that is undeniable. You know, that's it, it. You have to be undeniable. You have to 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 break through that kind of yeah. that boundary to be. If I'm, ooh, yeah. she's good. Yeah, Jackie Robinson was she's not pretty. so slub out of you know. Yeah, <laughs> right. you have to be undeniable. Batting one hundred. <laughs> no, you have to be amazing. Yeah, yeah. And let me. T- oh, that's right. I was getting to the producers here. Now, Rada Michael Walden. He produced most of this. Now. He himself is a drummer, a pretty bad drummer. When I say bad, I mean not bad meaning bad, but bad. Bad meaning good. good. I mean, guys played with um, Jeff Beck. I mean, that guy's okay. Um, All over the place. And he plays drum. If he's producing this song on whatever song he's producing, he's playing drums on it. So he's a drummer producer, which I think is cool. I I like that, too. And, And you get a little bit of that Phil Collins um you know there's a song coming or was it was it i wanted to no it's coming up and <laughs> there's a very phil collins thing and it is narada it's in <laughs> right. the skins right but he produced like the temptations aretha franklin herbie hancock who kenny who these g yes yeah <laughs> he show i think he shows up on one of the tracks here too you think that's kenny they, they, they called like... it out as kenny really who did who's they Wikipedia? Internet. I trust them. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds Kenny G. Did more research than I did. <laughs> I thought when I heard that's like that's a saxophone, but then I thought that's one of the little skinny Kenny G saxophones. I, yeah, I think it is. And um do you think real quick, do you think Whitney's biting off anybody or is she breaking she's kind of uh, uh, breaking through, breaking loose? Well, everybody bites. You know, a little bit. But her voice is so singular. She might be biting riffs or a little bit, and she does a cover on this album too. There's a couple covers. Well, she didn't write any of these songs, so they're all technically covers. Yeah, but we but, I, let's just fucking you know, elephant in the room. She does one of the best covers ever from any cover <laughs> ever one. from one of the best fucking artists ever. Yeah, I mean, it, she, yes. So yes, she bites. that's a hat on a hat right yes. there. She and bites, like but she writes in that. She's got her own licks and her own style. I I do see like a comp maybe not a competition, but the only comparison I like this record doesn't sound like Prince. This record yeah. doesn't sound like a lot of things. Maybe like uh, God on the on the charts right now, it's crazy. But uh, I mean, Michael Jackson is really like the closest thing, yeah, to what she's got going on. It, it, that's kind of the model too. Mm-hmm. Get some good talent around this person. And some good songs. And uh, this way, they're at least not held back by a shitty drummer. <laughs> no, you know? not when the drummer's your producer, too. 
Also, he produced uh, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now by Starship. So, you know. Anthemic. <laughs> just anthemic tune. Michael Masser did uh, Didn't We Almost Have It All and produced her first album. So he makes a return on this album to yeah. do Didn't We Almost Have It All. And that's a, that's a ballad single for the ages right there. It is. And that first album set up this album. And Whitney Houston, as an artist and the name of her first album, Decided to double down with her producers for the second album. Just say, keep basically do. Let's do this. Let's fucking. Here's the sound. Let's yeah. just refine it. Let's just shape it. Let's make it into a diamond. <laughs> and it did. I think this album's more dancey than her first one for sure. Yeah, and it's a little bit more fun. She's a little bit older, coming in into her own. Maybe has a little more say about what kind of song she does, but. Uh, she can also still do the old torch songs from her club days. Yeah. And that's what this one feels like. Just the lonely talking again. It's just pictures being in that. Is that my cell phone going up? <laughs> that sounded like a text notification. Flirting with Sade territory. Making love? Is that what you were going to say? Making love kind of music? I think you were going to say that. <laughs> Most definitely. But that road piano makes so many appearances on this album. Such a... Tunnel vision's over. That is just so clean. That's just it. You see yourself in that smoky little bar in Manhattan. Yeah. Maybe like six, seven, eight people. A couple couples at the little. Yeah, yeah. I love it. No, keep painting that picture. Yeah. What are we eating? Oh, we're having some <laughs> chicken fingers. Because <laughs> it's a pricey club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking Whitney's place. Like 30 bucks to get in there. Um, I mean, that's got to be somewhere where, like, Clive Davis must have seen her. So I, I picture, oh, God, do you remember when she was on Bosom Buddies? She was on One an of episode of sentences I've heard in a Bosom long time. Buddies. Whitney and Houston was on Bosom Buddies? It was a later season, but they went to a nightclub. I think this has colored my whole vision of this. She's playing in a nightclub. It's, I don't know if it was before her first album came out, uh, but she does Saving All My Love for You. Really? Yeah. Who goes there? Uh, Kip and uh, Henry, Henry, and their <laughs> ladies. Sunny, uh, God rest. Sunny, uh, Sunny, Sunny. Yeah, she's the one that's no, not with us anymore, right? Sunny, 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 Sunny. She was the one married to uh, Travolta. Oh no, okay, Sunny's but, married to Dan. Aykroyd. Okay, but she's good. Yeah, she's the, she's, oh, the blonde from yet. Twins, the blonde lady from Twins. This is Black History Month. Let's just not talk about blonde, dead blonde ladies. Yeah, good call. <laughs> well, we Whitney has passed away. Oh, wow! Was that a segue <laughs> to talk about dead non-blonde ladies? Dead non-blonde. This is this is what I think dead dead non-blondes. <laughs> this episode of dead non-blondes. Um, I don't think we should really get into any of the fucking later years Whitney fucking Bobby Brown era. We don't need to do that. No, no. But I, that's not happening in 1987. No, and that that's what I was thinking about. Well, Bobby Brown is is charting this week. He's he, <laughs> he's he's around. 
that was I think I really benefited from living in Ferguson or in St. Louis um, at this time and and getting quote urban radio. Yeah, <laughs> I was looking at the R and B charts from this year, and I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh I know, oh, oh Atlantic Star, you remember them? No. Oh yeah, <laughs> we can talk about Atlantic Star here in a little while. Lisa, Lisa, and the Cult Jam. all go together in my mind but that saxophone though this whole thing is like the smoothest this is we got butter sax going we're we're playing the snare drum with some fucking brushes on the kit of life as it's called on the in the liner notes Uh, and that's uh narada playing the brushes on the kit of life and this is all live track shit yeah, there's yeah, there's no programming on this one. This, yeah, they and this. She bounces back and forth between programmed beats or, or yeah, not, yeah, yeah. No, it, um, they show up synths and what have you. But uh, that is Kenny G on the sax, dude. Wow, good ear. I thought it was well. I mean, I guess I did too. But I was like, there's no fucking way that's actually Kenny G. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is Kenny G, dude. People show up on this album. Yeah. Well, there's a guitar synth on this uh, but, song. So bringing in a whole bunch of different producers. Yeah. The album doesn't sound disjoined. No, it's still of a piece. You know? And it fucking has what four hit singles. This four album or five. Man, and Whitney Houston dark. debuted at number one on the release we, of this album. We're gonna find that out. Are spoilers. Yeah. That's all right. I didn't mean to step on your shit. Don't don't spoil 33-year-old news. (laughs) Dude, dude. I just found out Darth Vader's Luke's father. That's some that's some 40-year-old news. That's that's some deep, deep, you stupid. (laughs) Just the lonely talking again. And and And, a, a nice spot for it on the second place on the album. Yeah, you're coming down off the high dance energy of going to dance with somebody. You bring it down to a little smooth baby making music. Already, she two genres, two songs in, two genres down. Boom, boom. What's next? Literally, love will save the day. This is produced by uh, Jellybean Benitez, <laughs> John Jellybean Benitez, and he. Uh, Shows up all over this thing. <laughs> he does. I think he's mainly a remix artist, but uh, like that's his forte. But yeah. he can lay down some master reels when he feels like it. And I think this is the one. To let it roll. Hold on, I gotta go back to the front because there was the uh, there's somebody playing a coke bottle. There's you somebody... know how tough it is to record a coke bottle really well. That was the Phil Collins bit. <laughs> and this is the. This is... Mama say, Mama say, Mama. This yeah. is this is the one to be starting something. Bitch. Little, I'm not mad at any of this, by the way. No, it's real busy, but it's real clean. Look at their guitar. 
Everybody looking for that danger zone in the 80s, man. It was, it was a very wild place in the 80s. You don't end up in the zone. danger zone or twilight zone. I try not to be cynical about songs like this, but I, I do end up just like, they, they kind of, they're like not, they kind of bounce off me. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. It's a this, good hook though. It is, but this isn't anybody's favorite song. No, but it was a single. And I get it. It's catchy. It's almost the lyrics that kill it for me. Like she's singing the shit out of it. It's, it's, she's it's, the thing is she's got some character in her. It, it, okay, let me try to fucking <laughs> say this. She has a ton of character in her voice. It's, it's what attracts everybody to it, other yeah. than the the fucking silver trumpet. <laughs> unwavering pristine tone that I don't know nobody else ever has oh, um, God. you can you can see her face like she's real clear in my mind whenever mm-hmm. I see her or hear her singing yeah. I see her singing too uh, it's almost a Morgan Freeman kind of like <laughs> um, it just there's something about it that grabs you and you pulls will. you into their persona she's gorgeous she's gorgeous she's wonderful to look at so when she's singing you're drawn in and you it, I mean you're just so clued into when you can hear her smile a little bit on some of the lyrics. You can see her face go stern on some of the lyrics. <laughs> yes. Um, and when and she like gets that vibrato, her chin the, Exactly. Yes. She, I know what you're she, getting creepy real fast. No, but, but her know. sound makes you want to see her. It's you tied know? into, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, put, it's like the, you know, the triple threat. There's a whole mess of senses that are starting to tie into this, you know? Almost a synesthesia, you know, where you, you hear sound and, and you colors. see color. Yeah. She does that, but with her, like, her, her brow and her chin. <laughs> Actually, there is a song on uh, that Sia album, 10,000 Forms of Fear, <clears throat> called Animal. <laughs> Takes a little inspiration from this track, I'm, I'm thinking. Yeah? Yeah. Another great singer that you wouldn't have without a Whitney. Sure. <laughs> Another descendant of Whitney. They're all descendants of Whitney. I, I would have loved to have seen Whitney in person. Oh, my God. And I don't think I would have been ashamed growing up if I had the opportunity or, the or like, the crew was going to see Whitney. I don't know. Fucking, it never, it never came up. I have no never, idea right. what her tour was like. I'm sure. I just know that she was huge. She was everywhere. And I'm 13 at the time this album comes out. Mm. This basically all of the hits off of this album just get burned into my DNA. Oh, any, yeah, anything that enters your ears during puberty is just kind of yeah. locked in. Yeah. It's like learning a language when you're young. <laughs> right. I can't remember the <laughs> we name. We learned of the, pop. Yeah. I can't remember the name of the first girl I kissed. I remember Jennifer McGillis because Diane. <laughs> puberty. <laughs> at least going to do some good riffs at the end. Yeah, this is the, this is kind of like typical third track. It's up, second it's, second track was down, first track was the sing, uh, a single. Yeah. Um, it's right in line with the radio, too, at this point. They're getting some debarge. She's up again, Right, so it's know. totally yeah. to the beat of the rhythm of the yeah. night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
uh, not yeah, the Colt Jam, or uh, I was trying to think of my Holy sound machine. shit, you just pulled DeBarge and you nailed it. That was it. It's DeBarge. Jesus Christ. Man. I mean, Is he on find out if uh, Find out if Jelly Bean worked with DeBarge. <laughs> What's DeBarge's second album? Or L DeBarge? We're going to do the group or L? <laughs> We're just going to cover L? You've already doubled my knowledge of DeBarge after the name of the song and if there's El DeBarge or just DeBarge. And I was like, is his name L or is he like Spanish for the DeBarge? You know? It's probably the DeBarge. That's dumb. But does is also that. a the, isn't it? Like, yeah. DeBarge. Yeah. Yeah. From D-E apostrophe of days of. The so, of the bar. The of mm. barge. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. No, sir, I didn't like it. <laughs> that was love. We'll say that. That's perfectly pleasant um, song. Yeah, it's a milk toast kind of theme. It's just a good radio song. The Beatles said it too. You know, yeah. fucking. You need love. Love's good. Day. Yeah. Also, I I kind of think it's overhyped for the most part. A little bit. Sometimes love doesn't save the day. No. Think about your worst day. Yeah. Did love fix it? No. <laughs> Probably it was like money fixed it. <laughs> it like, Why don't you write a song called Money Will Save the Day? Stubborn Save the Day. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> Fuck, man. But that's from crusty old dudes. If you're young and still have hope, God bless you. Keep going. Didn't we almost have it all? Oh, speaking of. <laughs> uh, this is like another. Like one of the big ballads, like like yeah. Celine Dion would make a whole career out of doing songs like this. Yeah, for sure. She Celine was was being like, I need to be as good as Whitney. Yeah, I, I need the range. Was, the bar got raised. The, the bar got raised. Whitney is raising the bar across fucking every every singer. Right. At least knows that Whitney Houston's amazing. Know Patty Labelle is the shit. Aretha Franklin is the shit, is, and they raised the bar in their day. Yeah, but they but they had a, a for the most part a limited octave or a limited range. You know, am I talking out of school here? I feel like Whitney's got. I feel like, like Whitney and Prince got, have the fucking biggest ranges. Yeah, Patti LaBelle is nothing to fuck with. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I'm talking Elder out Barge? of school. You want to know Elder Barge's range? Elder Barge. This is this is actually true. <laughs> Elder Barge, seven octave range. Jesus. Greatest range out of any singer. Anybody. It's amazing. Didn't we almost have it all, though? It's a little maudlin, she, but... Yeah, she's all over the place as far as theme. On that fucking Rhodes piano. That is... If any thing can date a song faster than that piano. Remember when we held on in the rain The nights we had your first breakup to this fucking song. <laughs> you know this. It's like happened between recesses. Like you start going out where they're in the morning recess, by afternoon recess, you were out the door. It was, it was kind of speed dating back then. It was real quick. From what I saw, I was just getting into B&D at the time this came out. I feel like this could have been a song like five years earlier, ten years earlier. Like it's just yeah, it's, yeah. It's a very old this school is kind of kind jam. of tears of a clown a little bit. Very old know? school. Uh, 
yeah, I'm sure the guys that wrote this at the time were like 45, 50 years old, you know. <laughs> They're probably dead right now. The guys that wrote this song are dead. Um, hey, you'll sound mature if you sing it, believe me. Well, it's a great song. It's a well-written song, it, for it, sure, but it, it's just a little you know old-fashioned. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come against you on that one. I think it kind of drags. <laughs> Could deal with a couple more Cause, BPM. Because I, like I like a sad song that has an upbeat to it. You know, I like the irony of like, I'm still writing the song, so I kind of have perspective on the moment. Um, her her vocal performance is dynamic, absolutely. Always, but like, I don't think I'd ever put this on a playlist. Not if you're in a good mood. This is a mopey song. Right oh, this here. is the downest of the of the songs. I think you're correct on that one. Oh fuck! I mean, this song should be called "Fuck You," right? <laughs> I saw her chin wavering on that last note. That was a great uh, 1987 fill right there. Wasn't this? So did this? Was this? Um, I feel like this was in a Ryan O'Neill movie. <laughs> like wasn't it like where they're laying on the beach and the and the and the water splashing up over them while they're making out in the fucking surf? Yeah, it's not from uh, here to eternity. Maybe. Black and white. I don't know. No, it's, what's the name <laughs> of the movie? Shit. Did yeah, I feel all this was produced by. Uh, and this must have been in. A, this a, is Michael Masser who did her first album. This so has got to be at least three movies, probably. That's I guess explains why my, her first album was a little old fashioned. Like this would, like you give good love, and uh, saving all my love for you. Yeah, this would have sat perfectly right between those two songs. Yeah, yeah. Master keeps it old school. Modulation coming. Age of modulation. Oh no, they didn't. No, not yet there. There's a clip. Does it happen in this song? I feel like it does. I feel like it should. It's after this chorus. <laughs> Second chorus modulates. It, it's, she it's, didn't do it. No, there but there's one on this record. But, but I, went I with caught the, it today. It was the big <laughs> outro. Went with the big outro on that one. Just the kind of the swell. Um, Bob Seger did this a lot too, where it, it, it's kind of like an implied swell because oh, and you, you just you take it up a a, 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 a step. You, you're not quite modulating. You're, you're not just getting doing it over again, but like the strings go up. Yeah, you know. It's a thin, it's, it's a thin swell. And she does do that. She didn't modulate that. Not that no, she didn't. She doesn't. And that's the that's when you know you you're working with a, a singer when you can modulate the song because it's kind of a flex, right? You're like you're it liking is. this. Yeah. Check this out. And yeah. So 
Mariah Carey's get it gets kind of um, born and bred on on some of these tracks and is coming up not, right on her heels. Right on her heels. Perfect. Within a decade. And I feel like that was when it was uh, the the range wasn't as clean. And maybe it, it's it's tough to compare a lot of people to Whitney Houston, but um, it was almost like the Mariah Carey, Christ, Christina Applegate mm-hmm. from you know, Earn Clive Owens made a record. <laughs> um, and no, Aguilera, uh-huh. Britney. A, 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 yeah, I mean, we're, we're in a we're in an affect on the voice yeah. becomes a thing. Whitney Houston, there's it's, it feels like. Pure voice, every, no, sing, every no single fucking note. on that street yeah. pipes, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There, there's very few <clears throat> that come after that can, can touch it or get anywhere near it without just burning it up. Right. You know? It's, it's rare air that she's breathing right there. And that was a rhyme. I don't even care. I know that. <laughs> Let's uh, wrap this album side up, and we'll talk about the, uh, the year oh, that shit. was, 1987. Oh, shit. Is <clears throat> my favorite song on the whole record right here. So emotional. This is a jam. And this one does get me emotional. I don't know why I like it. Kind of Michael Jackson thing. I just do. That's the beginning of about 20% of 80s songs. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, bringing in the minor key. Yeah. Minor keys. Minor synths coming in. Because that second vocal is is like she's going for it hard. It might not even be her. Like she actually, as strange oh, yeah. as it sounds, Dude, she has backup sissy? singers. Is Sissy on not, this not, one? Not this one. Uh, but it was shocked me one? that that I look when I started looking on the uh, the liner notes. Like who's uh, she doesn't do all the backups. She does on this one though. Good ear, Chris. And it is it's so tight it couldn't be anything else. Yeah, but it's her. It's her going harder. Oh yeah. All right, a short trip. Yeah, yeah. Get bring it up last time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give, us, give us some swell, Jared. Give us some swell. Walter 
Afanathosife on the key on the synth bass. Fucking <laughs> that little bass line you're hearing. Which is a pretty sick little bass line. But yeah, I, you know, we've got the isolated vocals from like everybody and their cousin. We're, I want the isolated vocals from this track. Oh, oh my god. And I can just Did they did I'm not gonna tell you what I'm doing while this is. Do do Whitney do uh, acoustic stuff? Was like it an we, unplugged episode? Like an unplugged or something? Shit, I don't I don't think she did an MTV Unplugged, no. but are there tracks? She strip it back. I mean, dude, her with an acoustic guitar, or maybe like, uh, you know, um, uh, it's like the second song uh, she did. Pan the old flute. <laughs> pan flute. You get Zamfir on a track with her, dude, and you got magic. Uh, the second track, um, or is that just the lonely talking again? It, where the nightclub saying where everything it, really this whole album is set up to showcase what we all came for yeah her voice yeah so even a jam like this that is pretty dense and you know there's keypad there's pads yeah, yeah. in the back yeah. and it's but it's back and w- the loudest thing in your ears right now is her voice is this is full-on Whitney forefront now in a comparison Michael Jackson was full-on forefront but he had Quincy Jones <laughs> Kind of doing some wizardry, where the music was was breaching on something special. Yeah, um, yeah. And he worked with Quincy a bunch. Where this is, we're bringing this is Whitney's second album. The first one went through the roof. Mm-hmm. Whitney Houston through the roof. Second album. Let's get a little from here. Why don't you bring in your crew? See what you right. can do. How can we mix. develop this fucking talent as best we can? And what they did great is made a cohesive sound through the whole album. There's, it doesn't sound like one's mixed shitty, you right, know. Right. This she is just pure in, quality. <clears throat> this is A plus across the board. Dips in and out of genre, uh, but never loses sight of the, it, it all blends. Yeah, it all blends. It, yeah. it, it works together. But it's not a thematic album other than Whitney right. has emotions. Right. She's, she's got feels. She's she got feels. so emotional. Uh, yeah, I love fucking love that song. <laughs> it's a jam, right? Uh, yeah, it is. It really is. It, it this song makes me feel like percussion wise, there's stops in it, and there there aren't any stops in it really. No, it's just funky. But you think it's like when you stand me up, <laughs> you think there's no. It just keeps uh, going. Relentless, dude. I bet that thing live was awesome. But you know, a fucking. A little bit of nylon gut and Whitney Houston's vocals in a smoky club. I bet. You're getting laid that night, well, my friend. Well, think of the first 20 seconds. Even you. <laughs> think of the first 20 Sorry seconds of... I will... Hang on, I'm going to just apologize. Better. Thanks. How dare you? No, just... <laughs> think of like the first 20 seconds of I Will Always Love You. It's unaccompanied. Yeah. It's her voice. She can carry it. The balls to just start your song with like... Come on. <laughs> Come on! If, <laughs> there really isn't anybody better, I have to say, yet. I hope you know. Someday. Okay, okay. Top. Let's do some tops. We're we're about to go into a whole field of tops, and yeah, we'll we c- kind of keep the pace going, maybe. Um, but this is with this. We're going. We never go for the vault. We're going for the vault. We never go to the vault. Um, Whitney Houston. Top three female vocalists of all time. Oh, e- oh, that's easy. Yes, but I, I'm here to say she might be top three vocalists 
of all time. Brady Mercury. There we go. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Without <laughs> without without see? saying one, two, or threes. No, just this, top is, three. this is that upper echelon. You just it right doesn't there. matter who's yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. Bob Dylan. Uh mm-hmm. Tom Waits. And Iggy Pop. (laughs) (laughs) Same thing. Had to have somebody without a shirt on. Same thing. Uh, No, but she, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Top of the heap. Dude, Freddie, sure. It's tough to bump Freddie out of the top three. Well, you got to leave Prince in there, too, somewhere. It's a big top three. There's at least seven or eight people in it. (laughs) Because <laughs> who would Michael call, you himself? Might. Yeah, dude, but, but Michael had uh, effect on his voice. Affect. Mm-hmm. He put the affect on. He did. Freddie didn't. <laughs> Freddie had character. He could. He but would he sing in act- an accent sometimes. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But he didn't. He didn't. Axl Rose falsetto. Uh, yeah, Whitney. No. You know, he went to that register. Um, I love that the right hand side of this mm-hmm. room is open because I apparently I weigh my that. arm a ton when Been I'm in talking New York with this you. week. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Let's go to the Hot 100. Yeah, of the mainstream, if you will, pop radio hot. charts. When did Top of the Pops? Top of the Pops. Starting off with Robbie Neville. What's it to you? Okay. Oh, we all remember that one. What's it to you? What's it to What's you? It to you. On a dusty road. Number nine, Pride of Seattle, Heart Alone. Really? With one of the best fucking belts of that ever happens in a song is in Alone. Okay. And I mean a vocal. Top like, three of Heart Sisters. Nancy. <laughs> Nancy and 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 Shirley. And Shirley. She played the tambourine on like the old records when they don't really, you know. Yeah, but she she had a great voice. Yeah. Um, alone. And if you haven't seen Ann Wilson sing alone live in person, you done fucked up. <laughs> so number eight, the Jets cross my broken heart from the Beverly Hills Cop Two soundtrack, which we're gonna see. That like the Beverly Hills Cop Two soundtrack mm-hmm. was just slaying shit. Yeah, was just murdering the charts. Like and you were on that movie record either. Not, not a, a bad, bad sequel. Movie. Not a bad out. Not a bad uh, soundtrack actually either. Yeah. Um, Dude, the first time the Beverly Hills Cop one Neutron Dance. Neutron Dance is a great Pointer tune. Sisters. Oh, we're forgetting about the Pointer Sisters. If we're talking about ladies that can sing. Oh, dude, we did just we burning up a pin. doing the Neutron Dance. Yeah, oh, I'm so excited. Isn't that them? Yep. Oh shit! I got a new attitude that was on that oh, album too. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that but that's Beverly Hills Cop one, right? That's yeah. all on one. Okay, so they had to come out oh, just hard with the. Uh, Who's that girl? Madonna, number seven. Yeah, this is uh, this is peak Madonna, maybe. Oh, Madonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's moving. Yeah, grooving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, rhythm is gonna get you. It is by not just the Miami Sound Machine. Gloria Stefan was on that track too. This is pre-bus accident. Ooh, yeah, she was uh, shaking it, taking it. Yeah, breaking it. <laughs> yeah. Do that conga. I mean, she made the conga hip. It's yeah. no small feat. Dude, that song is infectious. A little bit. Suzanne Vega at number five. Oh, Suzanne. You know him. Beep, you love him. Beauty. Luca. Oh. The, the, um, poor Luca, unfortunate soul. Is Luca a boy or a girl? I don't know. I, I always thought a girl. Really? Yeah. Picture him as a boy. 
Really? It's yeah. Well, Polish it's kid coming easier. down. <laughs> it's easier. I don't know. I just I didn't want to picture a little girl getting her ass kicked. So my own mind just said, "Nah, Luca's a boy." I almost and it made it just a smidge. It was still a terrible story, but it just made it okay. that, that much less horrific. I usually in those androgynous beating stories, I almost <laughs> always think it's a girl. <laughs> Because that's like the worst. It yeah, feels yeah. like the worst. Yeah, and it shouldn't be. You know sure. what? It shouldn't be. Yeah. It should all be bad. Yeah. But, it, you know, Luca, Jeremy, Marcus, that's a, that's a tough crew right there. Dude, that, now, now we're talking about a mixtape. Okay. If we had a... Uh... We had a playlist on Spotify. Maybe we'll start one. Heart and Soul, number four, to Pow. Dude, I don't know who DePau is, and neither does Billboard, by the way, because they don't even have a thumbnail next to him. So there's your Google of the week. T-apostrophe-P-A-U. It's almost like it's like Polynesian or something. DePau, heart and soul. Oh, your boy. Yeah, Huey Lewis? No. Heart and soul? Number three. From the Beverly Hills Cop 2 soundtrack. Shakedown. Bob Seger. Shakedown. Breakdown, you're busted. You're busted. You, he was oh. busted. That, yeah. that, there's a lot of busting going on in that movie. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, yeah, great soundtrack once again. This song at number two, <laughs> which is also from the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack, Beverly Hills Cop Two soundtrack, and this song is so fucking large. I didn't even realize that it was on this soundtrack because it's large on its own. George Michael, I want your sex. Oh, dude! Did you know that was? On? I guess they're playing in the strip club scene. Now that I think about Here's it, here's the thing: no strip club scene. Five dollars. I get blown for five dollars. <laughs> Fucking, we we should we should cover George Michael in some capacity. I don't know if Wham has a good second album or if he goes if he goes solo and he has a good Freedom second is album. His second album. But Jesus Christ, man. That guy was undeniable as well. And a producer. He he I gotta throw him up in the top three. He's one of the twenty people I got in the top three. It, the guy's it, voice was the, insane. The top three should have no less than twenty people. I think we both fucking <laughs> agree about that. My plan. Yes. Let's play another Whitney song. Right. And and then I, I we're gonna try this. I'm gonna dovetail in with some of the uh, some of uh, one right. of the other. I wanna tell you what number one is real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Still I still haven't found in. what I'm looking for, you two. Sure. Right? They're just, that train is just starting to roll, right? Yeah. It's like. It's a good five, six years from their second album, which we covered earlier this year. Yeah. Like, it takes a while sometimes (laughs) to get that big juggernaut going once you hit that momentum. Wait, so where are they at? Was that their second? That's their second? Joshua Tree. No, 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 no. no, no. Their second album, we we covered that. I got lost there for a second. It was October. Right. We did their second album, which was five, six years prior to what we're prior. talking about right now. Right, okay. And uh, artistic progression. Yeah, there's some say. movement happening. In 1987, there was a whole bunch of shit happening. Obviously, fucking charged it through the roof in the movies. 87, oh man. Dude, can can you think of, can you think of any movie that would be around this time? Conan the Destroyer. I didn't see it there. I think that's a little too late for that. I think that was like 85 or 84. When I say the Corys and vampires. Oh, Lost Boys. Lost Boys. Absolutely. When I say Patrick Dempsey and 
a nerd in high school. Oh, Can't Buy Me Love? Yup. Dude. That was 87? 87. I love that movie. You shit on my house? Right. You shit on my house. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> right? I love that movie. That's a great movie. <laughs> Back when you, you know, could afford Beatles songs. And, and. <laughs> Dude, that was Michael giving those fucking rights. Because he owned the licensing. Still oh, owns right. the Probably his estate, but still owns the licensing. Um, Steve Martin with the big nose and Roxanne. Uh, nice contemporary a, um, remake. Ron Howard movie. I think so. I feel like it is. Feels Ron Howardish. Um, a remake of Cyrano de Bergerac. Kevin Costner, Sean Connery. Oh, De Niro. Oh, De Niro threw me off. Fucking movie is this? Oh, oh, oh shit! Oh shit! Yeah, it's the Untouchables. You Conner- yeah, you oh, almost yeah. Connerried your way into it. It's, it's too. Uh, yeah, it was too. It was too obvious. Obviously. If he brings a knife, you bring a gun. It's the Chicago way. If you're, if you're cold, you stomp your feet. I love that movie. That's one of those movies that I would watch with my grandpa. It's a killer movie. Uh, that one and Trading Places. Yeah, nice. <laughs> those are our oh, movies. by the way, we were just talking about Eddie Murphy-ish. I, I watched Coming to America about three days ago. Oh, man. Laughed out loud for the fucking whole time. That movie is just a slayer, if not one of the... I'll put it in the top 20 of the top three of fucking comedy movies. Oh, easily. Holy shit, dude. Easily. And the second one coming out, I Is can't that, even I can't even stand it. That had to be around, around the same time this record had come out. Is that 87? It might have. I don't know. It's not on this it's list, cl- though. No, because it's Beverly Hills Cop 2, as we firmly established Ooh, on the yeah, charts. Yeah. So it's a little early for that. Okay. Full Metal Jacket comes oh, out. Oh, shit. World of shit. Yeah, that's Kubrick. You know, you get one of those every few years or so. Um, some kind of wonderful. You know, <laughs> that's uh, uh, from from Back to the Future. What's her name? Uh, the gal, Leah, Leah Thompson. Yeah, yeah. Who, that's right. I don't know why I, I remember actually, that movie. I, ne- I never thought that she she wasn't one of my heartthrobs growing up. But this is I'm a little bit too young to have heartthrobs. You know, as far as is is that God? Is that even the term heartthrobs for? Yeah, ladies? you didn't you didn't know Kelly Guinness. Tell you what, I had Kathy Smith on a poster in my room at this point. Oh, Kathy Smith is a workout what queen. To her, Denise Austin. Remember that lady <laughs> on TV? All right, Moonstruck. So speaking okay. of people who are singing, Cher and the Bagel Boy. So Cher, the original Bagel Boss. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes around like a bagel. Cher, Cher is. Obviously had a career at this point singing. She's still going to have more of a career she's singing. She's not even done. No, she's not done, but she's getting into the movies. Yeah. Now, five years after the release of this album, Whitney, she's going to get in, get, in, get into the movies. With the aforementioned Kevin Costner. Exactly. And Costner is doing pretty good in No Way Out this year. Always double featuring in 87. He's Yeah, he's got Untouchables. He's got No Way Out. Costner is just hitting cruising altitude. Oh man, next year's gonna be Bull Durham or something, right? Right, and yeah. then Field of Dreams, and, uh-huh. and then and then eventually he's gonna start directing, and that worked out pretty well for the first couple. <laughs> um, so, you know, Good Morning Vietnam. Oh shit! Rest in peace, Robin Williams. Killer movie, great soundtrack. A lot of good soundtracks to a lot of good movies going on. Uh, Wait a this minute, time is that a real young? Uh... What's his name? Farce Whitaker. Garlic. Yes, garlic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and his running gag is he keeps starting the Jeep when it's Bond already running. running. 
Oh, what a great movie. I haven't watched that the mind. In, in, in decades, I bet you. Dude, I bought that as far as buying um, movie albums. The Bodyguard, mm. one of the highest selling movie albums uh, of, of all times. La Bamba. La Bamba came out this year. Oh, no shit. Yeah, I was listening did. to the shit out of that record. No uh, shit. Oh, yeah. They had it's all the good ones, man. Fucking, uh, <laughs> what's his name dude. with the glasses? Uh, the white guy with Buddy the glasses. Holly? Buddy Holly. It has some Buddy Holly on there. Uh, little Big Bopper, of course. Everyone that was in the, everyone that little, died got to be big on the bopper. Little, little, <laughs> little Big Bopper. Little Big Bopper. His son. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was a good record. And uh, yeah. Yeah. I'd listen to it dude, right now. Dude, th- th- we're, we're hitting. Um, this really good uh, movie soundtrack model. Yeah, Top Gun had blown it up the year prior. Or yeah, two, year we're, or two we're prior. hitting the really good recording music with solid producers model. This is what's happening at this time in 87. Our, um, it's been building up to it for a bit, and it's going to last for a little bit longer. Hard movie soundtracks, hard pushing of idols, you know, media media dolls and stuff like that, um, and the the age of the producer. You know who we need? We got to get in here so. to develop your sound. The Believe me. <laughs> you know what? We're gonna do. You're gonna do a, an hour long album, and we're gonna have three different producers with four different crews coming in here. We're gonna make you sound beautiful. Um, well, top it, events it worked for a while, huh? It did. It absolutely did. Shaped us. Top events that were going on in 1987, a 19-year-old German kid flew a Cessna into Red Square, landed it, and then got arrested um, 14 months in jail, hard labor, until they <laughs> let him out. And they were like, I guess you were just joking. Yeah. <laughs> um, with the naked eye, you could see a supernova. What? In the Southern Hemisphere. A goddamn supernova in 1987. You could fucking look at it with your naked eye. Because I've got my eye on Beetlejuice right now. Don't you just want to see it? I'm watching Beetlejuice because she's flaring up. You notice? It's happening. She's getting red and irritated. Agreed. The last time you could see that was 1604. I missed that one. So Beetlejuice probably about happening. It was 168,000 light years away. Uh, there were a lot of cool stuff going on there. The first episode of The Simpsons comes out on TV. <laughs> on the Tracy Ullman show or is it like their own shit? No, their own shit. Wow. Their own That's shit. That's even older they're, than they're I thought. Spinoff. Simpsons is a spinoff. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> 13. I'm 13 at this time. Jesus. Um, uh, the work on the channel starts. AZT is used for the first time sanctioned uh. to treat AIDS. The stock market drops more than 22%. The average cost of a house is $92,000. The average income of an average person is $24,000. Private first class in the military army earns $9,000 a year. A gallon of gas is 87 cents. And a stamp costs 24 cents. Wow. Shit that's going on in 1987 while Whitney is just burning down the fucking charts. It's doing way better than $20,000 a year, I'm guessing. Where did we drop off? That was the world that was. We get back into the second half of this hour. The world that was. Where the world that will be. <laughs> the world that is. Where you are. It's fucking piano again. Well, you flip over an album, you're either going to bang them or you're going to just bring them right in. Oops. <laughs>
This is, uh, if you're picking up maybe a slightly different vibe, this is Kashif that produced. This is the only song he produced on the album. So, and he, all, all these guys were musicians in their own right, but yeah. uh, it's his sole contribution to the record. It's a swelling tone poem. You ever see anybody play the French horn in person? Yeah, man, we went to the symphony when I was in school one time. It's hard. It's when amazing. they mute it, they, they use a fucking fist. <laughs> it's hard to watch. It's hard to be next to. It's hard to be a French horn player's wife. <laughs> Do you think Jim Henson's <laughs> wife was into this? It's getting a little more of the. Uh, I could see his his fingerprints Second on this. Like chance. the uh, the backup vocals have a little different flair than the rest of the album. Yeah, and this one, did she already do this song, or is she about to do this better? The 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 best we ever had, or uh, didn't we almost have it all? Didn't we almost? Yeah. That's what it is. Is it? Did it already happen yet? Yeah. Okay. So the, the, she's playing it safe on this one. A little bit. It's, a, it's kind of that low tempo oh. stick click. Proper as bridges though. It's a tr- it's a traditional song. There's no pre bridges in this one. He does. You were talking about the pan flute earlier. He's got those little samples in there that kind of. He sampled Fear, Got him on the. Someone sold her on near and far and where you are. Unfortunately, well, you know, to her credit, she didn't write this. Yeah. I, 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 did, do you know if she wrote any of her stuff? Not on this album. That was the extent of my research was this album. Yeah. As far as writing credits went. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, she's too busy just being awesome and yeah, singing. Well, it's so. that it's the age of um, developing the talent. Sure. You and know? I mean, they're still doing it. Um. But if you got pipes like that, then just feed her songs, you know? She's yeah. going to sing the fuck out yeah, of Yeah, she'll sing it. Yeah. I don't know if she wrote or if that was even an aspiration that she had. I don't know. I have no idea. That'd be crazy if she yeah, had a funny, I have no like, idea. vault tucked away of, like... <laughs> Some original, like, a prince-like <laughs> vault put away. That'd be crazy. Actually, this is the most prince-like track she's had on the on the record so far. Prince would get a little churchy. Yeah. Pink cashmere coming off of this. Yeah, and there's, there's, you know, it's, there's no guitar on it. Obviously, Prince would have some, (laughs) some guitar going, but there's not a lot of guitar lines. There's, there's synth lines. Right. Yeah. And if any guitars that show up, they're kind of doing a little rhythmy stuff. Yeah. A little spackle. Yeah. Which that's. You know, is a ripping solo what uh, Whitney Houston yeah. needs? No, yeah, but that's where uh, Quincy Jones found space for it and and did a or good Steve job Luke for it. It wouldn't say it wouldn't sound proper in um, Whitney Houston songs, and in the same thing with uh, Bjork. You don't really hear ripping guitar <laughs> solos in Bjork I songs. Can't think you know? of a one. 
Yeah. I rather like the next one. It's kind of a fun one. Love is a contact sport. Yeah. A great sentiment. Uh, like maybe soccer. being a little cheeky too. Like, you know, hey. I think so. I think, I think she's what she's saying. Love is a contact sport. Whatever it was. And plus, you got the Seinfeld bass. <laughs> Starting a plane. Yeah, there's. If you can't do the Carlton to this, yeah, you're dead. There she got a sissy. Is this sissy? This ain't the sissy one yet. It's actually the, the final track. It's the one she does with her mom. Oh shit! I am gonna look up the uh, personnel on this particular track though, because oh, it's on the tip of my tongue of what song this reminds me of, and I'm pretty sure it was on a Beverly Hills track. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Sure, this wasn't on the Bills soundtrack. This is a Narada jam. He's playing the drums. Dude, no less than twice did I play the theme to Axel F in in a fucking recital. Oh, dude, hit me. I just play it today. <laughs> it's in bird. Okay, she's got some backup singers on this one. Jim Gilstrap. Kitty Beethoven, Nikki Harris, Clayton Richardson, and Jennifer Hall. Now, that's a crew right there. But listen to the results. Real horns. Yeah. Okay, all right. So we can make that content. You you dig? I do dig. That's not Kenny. No. Kenny wishes. It should be Clarence Clemens. (laughs) Well, there's a a harking to, but. Uh, I should check that because Narada produced an album for Clarence. Did he? So. Your ear has been spot on so far tonight, <laughs> and I have to check it because you're on. You're in fuego. Love was a context. Oh shit! That is Kenny G. That was Kenny. <laughs> yeah, Kenny put Kenny. it down there. Kenny playing the tenor set. Yeah, he could play the big one too. Yeah, how about that? Learning shit today. Most woodwinds. Wow, Kenny. Go, Kenny. Now you think that Kenny did three days yeah, in the studio and played on both of those tracks within those three days? Or you in think one maybe, afternoon. 
But yeah, that's right? how Kenny roll. Yeah, Kenny. Kenny was just, he's breezes in. They gave him some charts. We want you a little space right over here because you don't. You, none of these songs are built around the saxophone. No. So you're just adding that. That's that's when you hear like, oh, Sting's in the other room. So let's get him on money for nothing. Yeah, you got eight bars. Do, do something. Throw it in there. Can you play this big one there, Kenny? Big shot. <laughs> it's uh, saxophone's yeah, a little yeah. big for you, but this is, uh, you this is so long ago. Kenny had short hair. Oh my god, it was still curly though. <laughs> they point. were like, "Are you Garfunkel? Didn't you sing with fucking?" <laughs> yeah, love is a contact sport. Good one. Yeah, it's it 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 is. It's uh, of its time. It's of its time. Totally put it that way. Yeah, it's not going on any any of your favorite track. Album set lists. What oh, I don't know. About? I don't know. Yeah. It's it's borderline playlist for me. Yeah, and yeah, that's a good jam. That puts you in a good mood right there. It's you know, about you, the beat. You turning me around on this one? Right? Really like did have an upbeat. Did really have a good groove. Really having a Molly Crew moment here. <laughs> um, you're Dude, st- I'm just stuck on how much it. It's basically the the theme for Axel F, but it's not Axel F. But it's it's the theme of Beverly Hills Cop. It's like <laughs> it's his. Like in the beginning of the movie, I think when he's hanging off the garbage truck or whatever, uh, it's that it's almost neutron dance kind yeah, of yeah. up, you know, upbeat beats per minute. There's an 80s, a solid 84 to 89 beats per minute that just puts <laughs> you into that that era. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's, it's like 117, 118, 118, somewhere in there. Sounds right. You're still my man. This is kind of like a, a theme. If <laughs> like a theme here. She's very forgiving of her men. She's always taking them back. She's always getting back together with them. Oh, I thought we weren't going to get into this, Jared. We're not going to get into it. I'm just saying We're, there's a theme on this. Island. Unfortunately, there was male influence. Or was was it Bobby? Was it Whitney? Or are some relationships too toxic? Like I said, she didn't write this song. Didn't she? With her emotion. Fucking piano. It's a piano that wants to sound like a xylophone. <laughs> you know, you're like, you're oh, not dude, sure. We get a real vibraphone later in the record, the day too. That you left me, you said you had no it's a real one. <laughs> There's a bond between us that hasn't been broken yet. And the feelings between us. This also, this one also comes off like something that could have been on her first album, like really old fashioned. Yeah, like not really. Yeah, a little behind the time on this one, maybe. But fuck me, at twenty million albums, what do I know? And at twenty three years old, she's fucking. Nothing. Dude, this is the kind of bullshit that we were raised on, though. <laughs> With every movie, uh, romantic movie or whatever, these large displays of conviction and and dedication when it's never warranted. And at Whitney Houston, at 23 years old, doesn't have the life experience to be singing, you know, nothing, Still. everything, forever, oceans, you know, all the, all the, but that's what you do at yeah. that age. Oh, um, and again, you know, to put a, put a bullet in that point, yeah, you know, she wasn't writing this stuff. This is, right. and these themes are typically written by like 
middle-aged dudes. <laughs> right. What the fuck? Uh, like, what yeah. the actual fuck? Right. Didn't we figure out that uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun was written by a middle-aged dude in his pickup from truck? From Hoboken. <laughs> and, 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 and like half of Madonna's second album was written by a guy who was on a farm in a truck getting over a breakup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a virgin. Written by a dude driving a pickup truck going See? like, I wish my relationship worked out. You don't know where it's going to come from. Man. It is, it, it's insane. It is so convoluted and, and a very strange, like, uh, kind of... Oh, there was a modulation. That was a modulation. <laughs> Let's give respect. Drink. drink to the modulation. I mean, this is... Fucking... You could have heard this on, like, Off the Wall, too. Like, because Off the Wall is one of those records that straddles, like, the old-fashioned... Yeah, kind of songwriting and maybe a little disco holdover. Yeah, yeah. It was another tweener. This is kind of a tweener. Her first album was more of the tweener. She's stepping into something newer on this record, I think. Yeah. Well, what this record does better than any other I mean, second strings. album yeah, <laughs> that we've covered is set her up for a third album. That did okay. Yeah, Whitney's... Wh- I'm Your Baby Tonight, when she ripped off the X-Men theme song. Or vice versa. No. Sorry. X-Men theme song ripped off Whitney. We're the only two people who realize that, by the way. I think so. Tell you what. (laughs) (laughs) See, when she wants to put that stank, she got the stank. Like, you're still my man. But I do reserve the right to we fuck you up. I, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And your dick is in my purse. <laughs> You're never gonna get it back. It's not as bad because it can get worse. <laughs> Am I close? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That was the uh, demo version. Yeah, Dude. I mean, f- filler maybe. Still, just yeah. sing the shit out of it. Of course. D- 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 here's the thing about this album: is there's plenty of room for filler because it's got four <laughs> through the roof hits. Yeah. And the album prior to this had three. After the release of this album, Whitney Houston with two albums has seven number ones. Yeah, this is how she cements her. She becomes Whitney. Yeah, then Just she keeps going. Whitney. Then <laughs> then she's ready to go to work. Then she's primed. Jesus Yeah, wait till Christ. she turns 30 and, and changes the everything. Dude. Man. She's about to hook up with fucking the Koss <laughs> in, in five years. Yeah. She's going to be 28. 28 in the All bodyguard. 430. Crazy. Why? Maybe it's just people. I don't know. But this one... Oh, this is a cover. For the Love of You. This is an Isley Brothers song. This is a... I mean, you can probably make a baby to this version, too. <laughs> but that Isley Brothers version is, some, is smooth. And you know what? Brittany. Brittany again. You just said Brittany again. It's in, it's, it's in the air. I'm worried about her. Whitney. Oh, she keeps it smooth. Yeah. It's a pretty faithful cover. I just want you to know I was worried about Whitney, too. We all should be... Really, anybody who has a name that ends in EY. 
probably Kenny too. Okay, I got to check the donuts. Hey, since you're here. <laughs> okay, maybe it was a long afternoon. That feels like Kenny. Yeah, it is. This is a little Sade, too. It's a little smooth operator in there. Smooth is correct. The signature of these 87 kind of uh, drum fill beats in the background, like this, where it's not just a kit, it's not a kit playing. Nah. It's just percussion. Programmed there, or... Part of it feels like um, a gurgling stomach. Like, you get like... Boom. Boom. Yes. Well, it's kind of the bass, it's really the bass line blurs into the beat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. song now fits her voice perfectly because if you ever heard the original like the Izzy Brothers version he sings the shit out of it the guy's got a beautiful falsetto Maybe seeing some more, maybe influences. Now that I listen to her sing this, like she obviously has some love for the original. She's she's steeped she's not in straying music, too far. No, I I, I think um, she's studied up, man. I think it's just in her DNA. It's just in her, in her upbringing. There was music surrounding her from the get go. She's um, on that Mozart level. Well, you know, in that in. I don't know if she was a, you know, a compositional genius, but when you're saying Mozart level, you mean Take like... Take it in and it just comes out. Yeah, it's yeah. your family. Your family has music. Um, that That's... I think that's doing a lot of heavy lifting. And then on top of that, kind of like Michael Jackson, just has the talent. Just has... The sum is greater than the, the, the parts. Um, Synergy. Yeah, there's, it's 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 like all of the talent, all of the the DNA passed on in the good ways to um, you know to like the Benny Jesuit. Yeah, exactly like the Benny Jesuit <laughs> to boost to boost it, and then the consciousness to be like, yeah, I've got this, and now I get to work with it. This is my clay. Um, she does it as good as anybody. Like walking, right. No walking could sing. <laughs> I resisted so hard. Dennis office flashbacks. Quite possible one of my children was conceived to the Isley Brothers version of the song. <laughs> Full disclosure. It's possible. Can't rule it out. 
top three songs to make a baby to. This is in the, yeah, it's up there. They let him have a lot of space on this song. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the good shit right there. I don't know what it's called. The, you, you know, oh, the, the, the run. The, the run. Yeah, yeah. Her riffs. This is before. Licks. God, I wish I had a better example of me do, doing that one. Because I am a better singer than what I just did there, I think. Here, let me try it again. <laughs> you. Take two. Um, this this is, those flourishes are on point and, and not being braggadocio. Mm. They will, in the Mariah Carey, Christina, get crazy <laughs> the, the just, run wars would start the run wars this is this feels like um that's very true to the original of that song too like that's uh that's cooked in yeah there's that song that's probably why she chose it it's just one of those is there's a solemn element to her delivery mm. where do broken hearts go big song dude so we've already hit for the love of you when was That's that? That's one we just played for the love of you. That's the cover. Right. Okay. So uh, Randy Jackson's playing the Moog in that one. Oh no shit. Yeah. All right. Yeah. He's been going to work for a long time. Yeah, bass lines on the keyboard too. Yeah. Exactly. And now, I mean, how much fun is that to be in a recording uh, session and you get to play the fucking Moog? <laughs> you drop some real <laughs> fucking yeah. cool lines. Randy Jackson. Oh, that you know what. Uh, what's his name? The the producer of most of these, uh, Narada. Yeah, he is currently the drummer for Journey. Really? I wonder if that's the connection because Randy Jackson, the bass player for Journey. Holy, been working together for years. How about that? God damn, the Journey connection. Plans within plans. Where do broken hearts go? Yeah, this is get some junior high dance energy off of this one right here. Yeah. See the light reflecting off the disco ball spinning around the room. Shadow of little boners and everything. <laughs> little boys dancing with their butts stuck out. So when you know it's good, the dance is ending. Yeah, this might be the last song. <laughs> Dude, how suspect is it to be a fucking male DJ at a junior high prom? That's kind of gross. Is it? Like, I don't want that job. <laughs> I don't like music that much. <laughs> Gotta pay the bills, man. Gotta pay the bills. Like you try to talk about your day with your plumber friend, and your plumber friend's like, yeah, I had to fucking snake this drain. Speaking of snake and drains, <laughs> I played this Whitney Houston jam at the end of the... T- I just watched all these kids start making out, trying to rub each other. It's crazy. What? What did you say, Mike? That's a DJ's job. It is. He's got to try to orchestrate the room, and this song's got power. She's enabling. It doesn't take much to get a 13-year-old boy worked up. 
No. When my fucking first magician got to fifth level and was able to get a, to cast <laughs> a third level fireball spell, I was about 13 at the time. Got let you me, going. Let me tell you, fireball as a spell is it's one of the better ones because it gets more powerful the higher you get in level. So you get it early, but you get it's like using a ruler. It's always just a good tool. You just get better with it. Sure. The box knife. But some kids went to dances too. <laughs> didn't go to any of them even? I stand against them all at I least? Did. No, I, did. I went to a few. See, and around this time... You strike me as being more social than that. Around this time, uh, my first girlfriend... Like, not serious. None of them were. Ever. Ever. <laughs> Wait a minute. If we let it in, the ship could be infected. That's right. <laughs> um, Cara Campisi. Mm. I'm in eighth grade. There's a couple dances. And I've talked about Kara on this podcast before when I thought that her perfume was actually my English leather. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that I sniffed for a weekend while I raked leaves in the fall. No, you can't. <laughs> Shut up. Get aroused Shut around up. old men. <laughs> I can't hug my dad. <laughs> I can't hug my dad, man. <laughs> Get him on some high karate. He'll be all right. Uh, yeah, the old pause. Like, Celine Dion would make some hay out of that movie. She, this is, yeah. She's paying attention hard. Every producer must have just been shitting to work with Whitney Houston, <laughs> yeah. hope to work with Whitney Houston, and just understand, like, I gotta just not fuck this up. Right. Let me just make sure she doesn't peek out and get a, a wobble in the tape because you just, just gotta get the fuck out of the way. Right. Set up that just get out expensive of the way. ass microphone in front of her. Mm hmm. Get your, get your preamp set. Yep. Tape the knobs down. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we smoke in this room? No, you can't smoke in this <laughs> you room. smoke in a fucking half mile radius of this room. Kill him. <laughs> I mean, this feels like the greatest love of all. Mm, yeah, yeah. You know? The first record. The, the, uh... That's off the first record. How yeah. insane is that? That's a hell of a first record. Dude, like Van Halen... Like a few other artists that we cover, she just came out swinging. There was not a, a you know, I'm struggling with my talent kind of shit. It was, she do. was good from when she was six <laughs> and then got great shortly after. Sure. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, I don't remember hearing her, like, slipping beats or so. It, it doesn't seem like, you know, socially, there was a, a fucking backslide. Or, uh, you know, some fucking turbulence. Trials and tribulations, we call them. But um, vocally, I don't remember hearing that Whitney had... Uh, she, her fucking voice is cracking. She's yeah, she, shit. She can't hit her range anymore. Do you do you remember any of that? Do you, on, do you know any? It's not word on the street. I mean, I know she wasn't in great shape at the end, but I don't know what that meant for her live show. Yeah, it, it didn't feel like she was going... God, man, I wish I knew. I wish it, the research on this part... Um, so we weren't going to talk about it. We, you're right. We're not going to talk about it. Boy, that would have been a great hard out, but I'm not ready. 
No, because we got to get to the last song in here, which is where Wendy sings with her mama, Sissy Houston. We're bringing that family. Are we talking about Sissy? About to get some of them blood harmonies that you read about. You know what I mean? This is the good stuff. And it I ha- it takes you a minute because they are mother and daughter. I was like, well, well that's uh, Wendy's voice got some some bass right there and a little like, that's not a 24-year-old voice, but it's it's. You can yeah. tell the, the something's not right. And I pulled up. Oh, sissy, there's her mom singing with her, and it's it's great. But you don't gotta take my word for it. Go play it. This is also this song was from a musical about like Russian chess masters, <laughs> not the one that Murray Head did uh, one night in Bangkok for. Ooh, so that, that means there's more than one chess musical out there. control unless you're a master sounds fucking like hard like it's like it <laughs> it's you're aware of it but okay, that's a, a bad way to put it it's like plastic surgery if you do it correctly you, you can't tell yeah there uh, these ladies are able to sing powerfully and enunciate and you can see the method you or hear the method you know just like uh, you, you can see what Whitney's face looks like when she's singing some of these tunes um you see this, like the schooling and the ten thousand hours, the twenty thousand hours, fucking fifty thousand hours, and you know. Oh, especially in Sissy's case, I mean, she's been doing it for decades yeah. at this point. It's like I feel like both of these ladies have been scolded because of breath control issues <laughs> when they were young, and then right. fucking dialed it in. Yeah, dude. That note wavered because she wanted it to waver exactly that way. She does what Eric Clapton does with his guitar and holds the note out, and then at the end starts to put a little vibrato on it. Yeah. That's the move. That's why. That is the move. There's a a cave person who did that first. (laughs) Like, they shouted, and then they fucking wavered it, and people were like, that that fucking worked. I like that. It does very much have yeah, the, the musical vibe, like like this is from a musical. Steven song father and son right yeah. <laughs> this is also Lion King I got a little I get just... oh you want you know why why because Tim Rice wrote this song Jeez. he wrote the musical about that you are <laughs> you read that on the internet you are on fire tonight you get the no prize for this whole episode you 
are dialed into the eternal right now, brother, just ride that wave for as long as you can because you are in the pocket. I imagine it's going to laugh last for like half of my drive home. <laughs> you called out Tim Rice, Kenny G. Wow. Tried to work on some snare drum dynamics in the fucking recording studio. <laughs> yeah, you studio. did. You fixed my snare drum sound on my mix. Dude, you are killing it today. Just stay the night. I got some other things I want you to help me out with. There's that DNA doubling. <laughs> Is that the most unsexy way I could say to ruin this last track? <laughs> There's that DNA doubling. Well, Mom and daughter just killing it. Oh. What just happened? Dude, I don't it know. Just if started, it just started. It says you're going to go again. Yeah, fucking. I'd roll that again. <laughs> this album, by the way, you can roll. You can roll it over a couple times. You can roll it times. Over. You do a couple few times here. Or just put those first three records on and run them in order. Oh, Because the killers. Yeah. That's why she's Whitney and you're not. Dude, and everybody noticed. So, I mean, it kind of sum up what this thing did. We're talking more dangerous than the worst ski slope. It's, it's triple <laughs> diamonds. It's quadruple <laughs> diamonds. It's triple double black diamonds. It's mm-hmm. bigger than any pyramid scheme. Nobody earned... <laughs> In any business, what Whitney did for fucking making business. Um, and it got noticed around the world. This is one of the first um, artists from the States, solo female artists that are now showing up in fucking Asia and over in Europe. You know, little crossovers here and there. Whitney just circled the globe. Did that voice is big enough. It's to big cover enough. The whole globe. Absolutely. Um, these tracks that we just listened to, they were getting played uh, worldwide. Yeah. It had some reach. Yeah. And, and that's what you can do when you're that much undeniable talent, like you said. Quickly, too. It wasn't like, it took like three, four years for it to get over to Australia. It was like, Australia knew about it like <laughs> three days after this fucking thing dropped. Yeah, they didn't have to break her in Europe first. No. No. <laughs> doesn't happen like that for everybody. <laughs> Clive Davis knew. That's why he's Clive Davis. And all he, he knew all he had to do was put her on the radio, and it was over. Just get, get out of the way. Get her on one episode of Bosom Buddies. Right. And the deal is done. Where Janet Jackson had to do a whole season oh, at least. on fucking One Day at a Time. <laughs> was that it? Uh, yeah. She played Schneider. A lot of he people did, don't know did. that. She looked good in the tool belt. So cute with the pigtails. Um, man, we're not going to talk about Janet Jackson on this episode, though. No, but maybe we look into her on the next episode. Hope you're ready for the next episode. Hey. Smoke weed every day.